0: Open your ears and crack some beers. You are listening to episode 12 of Retro Hangover.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to you over the sweet, sweet megabits and kilobits of the streaming service your choice. I am Chris Copeland, and I'll be joining you today. Today is what? September
0: 13th. 13th? That's right. Today is
1: September 13th, which is fantastic for fantasy football fl- fans. Fans. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> for fantasy football fans, as football has kicked off this weekend, uh, which probably most of our listeners do not care about, here in just awesome Jacksonville. Uh, I am joined today by the scandalously salacious Shane Kosky. How are you doing, Shane? You know, for someone who didn't have any alliterations
0: prepared for for this week, that's uh, that was some that was some good impromptu. I'll I'll give it to you. I felt completely lost. <laughs> Don't ruin the mystique,
1: man. Okay, you had
0: it going. <laughs>
1: Uh, if it makes anyone feel better, I feel completely lost every week before I start that. Well, good. <laughs> now now you are just. I actually. Now you are just ruining actually, it forever. Yes, forever. Right. But I, I usually have a pretty good plan going into it. This week, I I did not. You know, actually, I think there is probably a surprising amount of
0: crossover between the the fantasy football people and uh, and gamers. I mean, it, I mean, honestly, like fantasy football is basically just like gaming, just with. A, a, like a very thin veneer of like sports machismo like put over the top like let's be honest
1: i think yes there, there probably is a crossover it's it's the kind of uh it's what football people who watch football and play video games but don't want to admit they play video games admit to doing i, I think that's what it might be
0: yeah 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 that sounds about right it's it's like the D D
1: for sports people <laughs> <laughs> I roll out Aaron Rodgers. I project him on throwing 200 touchdowns. No, 200 yards and three touchdowns this week. I say 200 With, touchdowns. That's uh yeah, that's impressive. That's very impressive. And that will give me a max point base of 100 points and throw it out there against your weak quarterback who only has a 1d12. That's right. I mean, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I mean, like to be
0: fair, a, a d12 as a base dies pretty good yeah i was just thinking the same but time. uh all right well we're, we're we're already going off the rails with that one but uh so uh so chris uh, how have you been how how are things in like
1: crazy work land uh they're still crazy yeah um i can say on thursday i played caddy for golf Oh, and <laughs> for, it, for a second there, I was I like, I was a caddy. I wanted to say, I was about to say play golf, but I did not play golf. I was a caddy.
0: I, I had to stop um, there. I was
1: like, wait, I've never heard of this game called caddy. What What is this? <laughs> I was, yes, I was a caddy. Um, I was for this way: we played a full 18 holes and I did not have a golf cart. Um, great. And, other, and other people did. So that, that was part of the fun and it was very fun.
0: I mean, is I mean, why? Like, why did you just like? Did they run out of golf carts, or what? What happened?
1: Uh, you don't talk about Fight Club.
0: Oh, right, of course. <laughs> sure. Yes. Let's not discuss caddy club.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Other than that, yeah, it's uh, it's been a pretty, I wouldn't say hectic week. It's just been busy. I don't even know what I did, um, all week <laughs> when I right. really sit down and think about it i know that uh, that some of the stuff i did uh, at work ended up being on the local news uh if, if because it was filmed uh ended up being on there and that was pretty cool we had a 5k we ran on friday and uh friday night and that was that was pretty fun overall it's just been really busy but it's, it's gonna come to an end this week which is uh awesome i uh, can't wait for this this process to to be done uh so uh these episodes i think Uh, We'll go more back to the original format where we had that main topic. Uh, Maybe not this this Sunday, because I still got a lot of things I need to do this week. But definitely the week after that, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking back to get into the grind and uh, give better quality content to you listeners. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, being more active on social media. Uh, Still no video game news, really. But yeah, life news, busy, 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 busy. Uh, But should be getting back into the swing of things after this week. Cool.
0: Yeah, um well I I suppose in in light of your your golfing and and 5k running I should probably start start mine with something not not video game related. <laughs> uh but I'll get into that. But uh uh yeah, actually yesterday uh I am I am sore as shit today. Uh Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh use Vaseline next time, uh, <sighs> I feel Yeah, well, you know, I ran out and you know where I live and so it's like at least a 20 minute drive to like CVS and ain't nobody got time for that so no but anyway uh (laughs) yeah me and uh, a few friends ended up going out uh, kayaking yesterday um it's actually the first time I have ever been kayaking so that was that was a new experience for me uh we went we went over to Silver Springs which is uh here in Florida. It's about two hours, I think, away from uh, from here in Jacksonville. Okay. You can rent the kayaks there. It was like 35 bucks for the day, which wasn't too bad.
1: That's not bad at all. Yeah.
0: Um, and I, I will say that I'm super sore because I think we bit off a little more than, than we could chew, or at least some of us could chew. Um, <laughs> there, there were a few more veteran kayakers amongst us who were like super gung-ho about uh, doing this thing. And then a couple of us were, were relatively new to it. Uh, but we ended up doing eight miles yesterday, uh, four miles, four miles with downstream, which was like, we started and like the first half of the trip was downstream, which was like, you know, I was like, ah, this is great. Like, this is easy. (laughs) And, and then we got down four miles and then turned around and started making our way back up. And, um, you know, needless to say, paddling against a river current is significantly more difficult. Oh, uh, yeah. You're not a salmon, so. Yeah, no, I, I, I am not, or at least not last time I checked. So the four miles back uh, was rough, <laughs> to, to say the least. And then we, uh, we also had the wind blowing against us most of the way back, and it rained for a while. So kayaking was fun for, like, the first half of the trip, and then it was just like, we have to do it because we need to, like, not die on this river and get back before 5 o'clock when the rental place closes. So uh, probably not so much fun on the way back, but um, I will say that we ended up doing 8 miles of river in about 4 hours, which I think is
1: pretty, pretty decent. I, I wouldn't know if that's good or not but that's what uh two miles an hour yeah yeah <laughs> but I mean I, I haven't been kayaking I, it sounds like a lot of fun uh I, I, yeah so so you had some seasoned kayakers with you what did they think of it they're like really slow or they, they they they're teaching the ropes everything like that
0: well they were the ones that were kind of keeping the pace up like we 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 newbies were having a little bit of a struggle trying to <laughs> trying to keep up with them we were like um can we can we like grab this branch and and take a break for like five minutes, please? <laughs> my my arm no. my arms are, are jelly right now. That'd be awesome. You may not, uh, but no. I mean, even I think even they said that you know yeah. eight miles in in like you know about four hours and stuff is pretty pretty good. Especially since we <clears throat> actually interestingly enough ran across a few of our. Uh, few of our friends who went with a different group same day on the same river which was weird and oh, wow. they had launched like two hours before we did and we caught up to and surpassed them and then also came back like when we doubled back and met up with them again on our way back they like lazily floated down the river for about two miles and they got picked up by a pickup truck oh wow it's like
1: what? you sons of bitches did they? Did they? Were they trying to? Did they rub it in beforehand? Because that's always the best, you know, when you go down there, and like, oh, you guys suck, you're terrible, blah blah blah. And then you pass them <laughs> and you get done before they do, and they look like a bunch of jackasses. Or is that just me? Am I the only one that takes pleasure in this? No,
0: no, no, no. We we made sure to to make a point of saying that we, you know, basically did like six miles of river while they managed to float down about two. So. We we felt uh, we felt that that at least vindicated us in in some way I guess, but that that was my uh, my my more outdoorsy portion of, of the week as far as uh, gaming goes. Uh, there's been the usual mobile stuff. Uh, still tr- still trying to keep up with the Final Fantasy Record Keeper uh, events. Those things come like
1: fast and furious, and uh, this 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 week's event just. <sighs>
0: Oh, yeah. Not a big fan you, you of it. You mean the, if you didn't do this within the 48 hours, then you're shit out of luck? Yeah, that that one. I actually missed the first one. I didn't know what was happening, and so I missed Leon uh, c- completely, which I was kind of pissed about. But uh, I, I managed to at least keep up on it enough to get the other ones, but... Um, yeah, I mean, they have, like, two different events going simultaneously right now. That one, and then um, the other one with uh, Golbez. It's Golbez. Yeah. So, uh, it's kind of a struggle to keep up with that game now. Um, I'm not exactly yeah. sure how I feel about that right now,
1: but... Um, I ended up missing day one, so I did not end up getting Leon yeah. from final... That That's what I ended up missing. Well, good. Um, that makes... That makes me
0: feel a little bit better about missing it. Then I'm not the only one. Yeah,
1: but about uh, other than that, how about real games? <laughs> well, I mean, come on now. Oh, uh,
0: <laughs> Star Wars Uprising got released by the way this week for for iOS, and it is actually pretty cool. Um, I've been been playing that since it since it came out, and um, it's a it's a pretty cool little uh, action RPG style game. Um, there's a whole lot of customizability and gear collection and basically all those things that are designed to, you know, hit those dopamine receptors in your brain and make you want to come back for more. So, um, that's good. so that's, that's been, that's been pretty fun. Um, outside of the mobile space, I have been, what have I been doing? Uh, Oh, I started playing Wolfenstein, the new order finally about, I want to say probably about halfway through the single player campaign and like I knew it was good because I'd heard good things, but uh it's actually surprisingly well done. Especially comparatively to like the last few attempts at making a Wolfenstein game. Yeah. Um they've been kind of kinda of lackluster. Um Return to Kessel Wolfenstein was pretty good, but past that they've been kinda of, eh. Um, but this one's actually really good.
1: I've heard, yeah, I've heard it's really good. That's actually one of the few first person shooters I want to, I actually want to play. Yeah. That and, uh, Spec Ops The Line I want to get my hands on. I wonder if that's really cheap now, but that came out years ago. I don't know why I thought about that, but anyway, uh, uh actually it looks like a good game. Let me look, as to
0: say, I think I, do I, yeah, yeah, look at that. I have, uh, I have Spec Ops The Line in my, <laughs> in my Steam backlog. Imagine that.
2: Huh. Apparently I bought it
0: in May of 2013, so it's still there.
1: <laughs> oh there you go. Yeah,
0: such is the way of the steam <laughs> backlog. Um, but uh yeah, apart from Wolfenstein, uh, oh, I finally got around to starting up Lego Marvel on um, my Xbox cuz
1: that game that game is my kids have probably put in more than 200 hours in that game
0: that would not surprise me like i i've played enough lego games to know that they are completely like focused around like exhaustive collection and 100 percenting everything um yes but this one is like huge <laughs> like i think it's going to take me quite a while to get through all of it
1: i will say that this week uh commemorate the birthday of the dreamcast September 9th,
0: 1999. Oh, yeah. And uh, speaking of video game birthdays, I believe today is um, the day that the Super Mario Brothers came out for the NES in Japan.
1: Is it? It is. That's crazy. This is a really great week for video games, at at least. Um, Every week is a great week for video games, Chris. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Um, I know you don't have any memories of the Dreamcast, do you? I really, I really
0: don't. Uh, I never owned one, and as a matter of fact, I'm thinking about it. I don't
1: think I knew anyone that had one. Mm -hmm. I, I had one. Well, you probably didn't know. You didn't know me back in 1999. Uh, No, I'm I'm afraid I did not. (laughs) I will say, uh, here's the weird thing. I'm looking. The reason I even mentioned the Dreamcast birthday at all is because I've been looking around the internet a lot. As I usually do, as I think everyone does. Sure. Like you see these, let's commemorate the the birthday of the Dreamcast on on everything. I just think this is really weird because it's the 16th birthday of the Dreamcast, which means absolutely nothing. It's not a big monumental accomplishment or time passed or anything like that. It's not like a nice five or ten number. It just goes to show me like Dreamcast fans are crazy. <laughs> These people are nuts.
0: Well, I mean, I think any, I mean, and you could correct me here, but uh, my understanding of the Dreamcast is it was kind of like an underdog system from the beginning, right? And that's sort of like how it's kind of always been. Am I, am I kind of right on that?
1: Uh, I mean, well, in 1999, I was what, 14? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, It wasn't really considered to be an underdog then. It wasn't, I mean, maybe it was. Somewhat, I mean, especially once the PS2 was announced, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, then, then it was definitely the the underdog system uh, because you had the big bad PS2. I mean, the PlayStation was the dominant console of that generation, and the, the successor came along, and not only was it like really powerful, you could play DVDs on it, and I know it's going to be hard for a lot of people, a lot of the listeners. It's because it's, it's hard for me to really wrap my hands around that DVDs were really expensive back in two thousand. Like really expensive. Yeah. And uh having a DVD player was a big deal fifteen years ago. And uh the the, the PS two came around to play DVDs uh like what? It was like three hundred, four hundred dollars at launch. And mm-hmm. blew Dreamcast straight out of the water. I mean, I guess, but, I guess that's what I meant kind of is I, I yeah. think it
0: ended up getting overshadowed like before it really had like its time. So if it I think because of that, it kind of ended up being sort of a cult favorite sort of status, like much in the same way as like, I don't know, like Rocky Horror Picture Show or something like that, where if you have more of like a cult following,
1: the, the people that are into it are like super into it. But it's it's a really weird cult following, right? Because you have, Neo, Neo Geo fans are, are very rabid. And they, I think they have every right to be do they? the average. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, they have to be do because that shit is expensive.
1: <laughs> exactly. They have every right to be rabid because the average cost for a video game to play on that system is like 200 bucks. <laughs> so um, they, they're really rabid, but there's not a lot of them. I'm trying to think of other ones. Like Turbo Turbo fans are pretty rabid, but there's you don't really hear a lot from them mm. uh, very often. Saturn fans are pretty rabid, uh, but they're relatively quiet. It's just, uh, Dreamcast fans have to be, like, the most, the biggest rabid fan base. You don't have, like, any sort of rabid, like, yeah, N64 fans, there's a lot of them, but they're nowhere near as rabid and dedicated as Dreamcast fans. Even though the N64 itself is a somewhat of an underdog, so is the, the GameCube. Uh, there's just this very, I don't know, I think it signifies the the end of an era for Sega.
0: That's true. Yeah, that that is a good point. Because, I mean, that... Was their last
1: console, right? Yeah, it was the last one. Yeah,
0: so that 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 makes sense.
1: But anyway, since we've gone on on a tirade about Sega that we were not planning on doing, maybe I maybe I was. I kind of snuck it in there. Um, But we will be getting to the main portion of the show, which is something we like to call "What's on Tap."
0: So, uh, first story, Bethesda this week released a pretty, well, fairly extensive, um, uh, given the time frame at least, um, blog post regarding Fallout 4 and uh, the launch of it and some of their plans that they have surrounding their uh, ongoing support of the title. The, The general gist of the whole thing is it's it's the game is entering like its final months of development at this point and uh they kind of wanted to update everybody on where they're going with it and so much in the same way that they did with like Skyrim and and a lot of their other previous titles they're certainly planning on doing a lot of regular free updates to the game not just bug fixes and <clears throat> let's be real here it's Bethesda and it's a big open world game so there's gonna, Lots of bug fixes. There's going to be hella bug fixes. <laughs> and I'm really hoping for some good ones. Like, I want... I, I don't mean fixes, I mean bugs. <laughs> like, I, I i really want something that's going to be akin to, like, the giants launching your character into the stratosphere in Skyrim and, and like, dragons flying backwards. This is... I, I need this from my Bethesda
1: games. This is a requirement. Dude, do, do, do you ever wish they don't patch it?
0: I kind of do. On some of those, yeah. Like, some of those I wish they just wouldn't fix it because it's too hilarious to, to get rid of. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so th- they're promising updates apart from just fixing the crazy shit that will inevitably come out of the game once it launches. In addition to that, um, there's gonna be a Gek, although they're not, interestingly, they're not actually calling it Gek anymore. So, for anybody who's not familiar with previous fallout titles, they had always released alongside of it what they called the Garden of Eden Creation Kit, which in universe in in the fallout lore, those the Gex, that's the, the acronym for it, were basically these self-contained kits that they would provide to all of the fallout vaults. Um, for, like, after the apocalypse, it would contain everything you would need to sort of like terraform uh, an area to start civilization over again. And that was this like an end game tool? Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, that was the driving force behind the first one? Is the first or the se- or maybe it was both. It was either the first or the second, or both. I honestly can't remember now. It's been a long time um, of the Fallout games before they went 3D. Um, mm-hmm. Like the whole driving force behind it was you were supposed to go out and find a GEC for your little colony so that you could try and uh, <laughs> start to create like a real society, quote unquote, over again. Um, so anyway, that's a long winded way of saying that their their mod tools that they've always included with Fallout games, they just called it the GEC. And interestingly enough, they don't call it that anymore with this. Now it's just the they creation of the kit. creation
1: kit. Yeah. They're
0: they're dropping the um, religious connotation, I guess,
1: but uh, or because they don't want people to uh, confuse it with Assassin's Creed. Uh, what? Huh? What? The Garden of Eden creation kit. Maybe maybe they'll get some Assassin's Creed crossover.
0: I I feel like I should know what you're referencing, and I really are you just talking about like the weird eden shit they, that happened in
1: yeah they're called the apples of eden oh, okay yeah, yeah. They, they use to control things
0: okay i'm i'm uh, i'm i'm picking up what you're putting down i got it okay. i'm on it <laughs> uh but yeah so they they talk about the creation kit and, and that's going to be coming probably a little bit after the launch i think but it is the same tool that they use in the studio to make the game so that's cool that you'll have that at your fingertips and i'm sure there'll be a lot of really great steam workshop stuff that comes out of that uh, I think the last really notable thing about this whole announcement is the season pass, which everybody knew that was gonna happen. It always happens.
1: I'm so tired of this shit.
0: <laughs> I'm kinda I'm tired of it, but if they're gonna do it, I feel like they're kind of doing it the right way here. As long now, granted, this comes with a very large caveat that they're gonna actually stick to their word on it, which is that you can buy the season pass for Fallout 4 for 30 bucks, and they say fairly clearly in this blog post that the season pass will get you any dlc for fallout 4 that they will ever do so any paid dlc content you will get as long as you if you buy the season pass not like some of this other bullshit that's happened in the past like um borderlands 2 comes to mind right off the bat where you buy a season pass which entitles you to like Four DLC things and then anything beyond that you still have to pony up extra cash for which I think is a bullshit model
1: anyway. Or, or kind of like the garbage they did with Destiny where you get the season pass and then they come out with new stuff you have to buy and you almost have to get an entire new game and some DLC isn't part of it and they just milk you dry but yeah, I don't know, I mean, it, it seems like they, 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 they're going to give you all the DLC but it, it's still $30 that's half a game
0: well, it is, but I mean, you keep in mind like the amount of stuff they've done for past titles. I mean, they've, they did quite a bit for like Skyrim, for example, which I think warrants, warrants the cost. I mean, there was quite a bit of additional content there. So a- as long as there, mm. as long as there's enough content to justify the cost, that doesn't really bother me so much. Um, and like I said, if I'm going to plunk down 30 bucks for this season pass thing, I want it to cover everything and they're saying it's it's going to
1: cover all the bug fixes they're going to have to do
0: (laughs) dude that's like that's at a minimum at at least (laughs) minimum yeah i
1: don't know i'm not uh, you know this i'm not a big fan of dlc i i I don't like dlc
0: yeah i mean as much as i like fallout and everything i'm i'm still kind of on the fence about the the season pass because even with fallout 3 i didn't really uh, well i i didn't buy any dlc separately i also kind of bought into fallout 3 a little bit later like after the fact i got it on sale when it was bundled with some of the dlc so i have a weird like relationship with dlc's content right and Mm -hmm. because like i if it's a game that i enjoy enough like i would want to have more of it you'd think (laughs) but in some cases i feel like it's like when i am kind of done with a game whether it's playing through the story to, to its completion or in the case of open-world games like this, where I've kind of done everything there is to do, DLC, at that point, to me, almost feels, like, exhausting, if that makes sense. Because, like, I've put so much time into the
1: main game, and then I'm like, are you serious? I have, like, more shit I have to do now? You know? I I think it depends on the game. I mean, if a game's really long and very involved, and it's it's a 100-hour game, you don't need DLC. Like, Dragon... Dragon Age, Dragon Age Origins, Mm -hmm. right? That game did not need DLC. No, there's no reason that the game needed DLC. It has DLC, a lot of it. You can get on the Ultimate Pack for like five bucks, and it has all that on there. But there is no reason a game like that needs to have DLC. Now, a game like Mario Kart or like racing or any game and racing game in general, or maybe like a a shorter arcade game, Mm -hmm. um, that still provides somewhat of an experience. I can understand DLC for that because. I mean, that's when you can hop right back in and then everything's available right off the bat. It's like you go back to Mario Kart now and you have the DLC, you have a lot more races and tracks to pick from. You can just always go back into it. It's not something you got to like restart and refocus on or start from the beginning of something like you do in like Skyrim or Dragon Age or anything like that.
0: Yeah, because like, like, like I was saying, like, let's take Skyrim, for example, like I... Put a crazy amount of time into that game because I well, it's a great game. But um, I think I was just shy of about 200 hours on one character. I 100 percented the map. I found every point of interest, explored every cave, did literally everything I could do in that game. And then I went and looked, and there was like the DLC for um, like the whole vampire DLC, which added like a new area and like a new sub story and. All that stuff. And at that point, like, I should have been interested in that because I was like, okay, it's, it's more Skyrim and it's new content and this looks cool. But I just, I could not bring myself to like want to buy and play it because at that point I was just like, I've put 200 hours into this game. Like, I don't, it's time to move on. I, I, yeah, (laughs) I don't, I don't think I can do more (laughs) so so i don't know if i'm gonna do the season pass thing for this and anyway as a quick aside a little addendum to this i saw that um i guess it's sort of been confirmed i think at this point that there is going to be roughly 275 character levels worth of xp in fallout 4 well
1: I guess that's I, good.
0: I mean sure. <laughs> it, I mean I think at that point you can basically just call it like infinite.
1: Yeah, way too long. Way too long. Um, another PC gaming news, we have the Star Wars Battlefront beta
0: Hell yeah. being
1: announced by EA. Uh, I've seen a lot of the I, I wasn't a big fan of the Battlefront myself. Nah, I'm not either. When it came out in fact, I won't say I was a not a big fan of it. I didn't really even know it existed really. Um, until recently, when people said how great of a game it was, good for them. Uh, I didn't. I, I think I may have played it a few times, didn't even know I was playing it back in the day. But uh, now there's a beta coming out for it, and this game looks really good. Uh the visuals are absolutely stunning. It looks like a really good uh, Star Wars experience, first person shooter, third person shooter. It looks like it's going to be really entertaining. Uh, of course, my only qualm with it, it doesn't. I don't think it has a first person, not first person, a uh, one player experience uh all multiplayer experience but this beta I mean if you're big into Star Wars and you've been waiting for Battlefront this is going to be a really really interesting uh game to get in there and play just make sure you bring your you know PC gaming rig
0: yeah well yeah I mean and and if you're not you know a glorious proud member of the PC gaming master race then yes. you <laughs> you can also get this beta on basically every other platform. It's PS4 and Xbox One, in addition to Origin on PC, which actually means that this might be the first time I actually break down and friggin' install Origin. I've been holding out on that thing for years now, but this might actually make me do that. Or just get a PS4. Yeah, man! I'll just fucking drop $400 right now. Why not? Go for Uh, it. Well, actually, you know, you say that. um, I, I, I didn't include this in our show notes for this week, but um did you see the pre-orders were up i think for uh the darth vader ps4 no i have not
1: there you go but that'll be your excuse yeah, right
0: dude it yeah it's it's a black ps4 with a darth vader graphic like on the side and it comes like it's a bundle it comes with battlefront it's also 450 dollars so <laughs> don't don't know if i can <sighs> does it at least
1: at have it but does it have a terabyte hard drive Uh,
0: that's a good question. I'm actually not sure. I would hope so.
1: Yeah, I I would not... First of all, I would not recommend getting this game on PC. I mean, PlayStation 4 or Xbox One, because it's a first-person shooter. Yeah, well, yeah. But that's all these people really play on these systems are first-person shooters, so have at it, have fun. However, uh, if you really want to have fun with a first-person shooter and play it the way it's meant to be played, you need to get it on PC. I mean, it is...
0: There's always going to be an argument about that, because anybody that, you know... Had been playing twin stick first person shooters, you know from the get go they 're obviously going to be more accustomed to that kind of control scheme, but I will always and they 're wrong <laughs> <laughs> that's right, your opinion is invalid because fuck you, but now I mean honestly it really i don 't even think it's a matter of preference like it really just is better if if you can get yourself accustomed to a keyboard and a mouse, you will see that you can be so much more precise with a first person shooter using a mouse than you ever will with a game uh, controller. I mean,
1: you aim with the fucking mouse. Yeah. I mean, it's like point and click.
0: I mean, it's basically... how you shoot. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of, it's basically just an extension of your hand at that point, which is obviously going to be more precise. Uh, And, you know, the PC versions of these FPSs don't have your little bullshit aim assist stuff to compensate for the fact that your input scheme is inferior. Just, you know, throwing that out there. But, uh, you know, regardless of what platform you decide to play this thing on, um, the beta is largely going to be a technical test, and it's going to feature the Walker Assault on Hoth, which is a 40-player multiplayer battle map featuring the Rebels and the Empire. And uh, it will also give you a chance to play as darth vader
1: and luke skywalker which is pretty cool great i want 40 people i want 40 darth vaders running around
0: <laughs> something tells that's, me that's probably not how it works just just a guess like i'm guessing so, i'm guessing that it's like one person on a team at a time is gonna be like an iconic character i'm not sure how they're gonna figure that out but i can feel the butt hurt now oh dude there's i mean there there's always gonna be but hurt. It, it doesn't matter like right, are you going to get in on this beta i am actually seriously considering it um i think i'm gonna try to uh, of course on my pc because i don't have a current gen console but um you have a wii u true true that's the you know, yes thank it's you thank you for that. thank you for correcting me that you're you are technically <laughs> correct which is the best kind um, the only kind yeah but, uh, yeah, no, this is shaping up to look pretty cool. Um, they're going to include a survival mission on Tatooine, which is another game mode, which kind of looks like a horde horde mode kind of thing where you just fight mm. back waves of Imperial forces. Uh, I actually had no idea about this other part. I don't know if you did, but um, they're, they're also uh, revealing in conjunction with this beta what they're calling the Star Wars Battlefront Companion. Um, so if you go to the Battlefront website... There is this companion experience that they're doing alongside of it, which also includes a card game called Base Command, um, which I guess lets you earn in-game credits for Battlefront that will unlock, like, weapons and upgrades and stuff like that. I'm not sure how I feel about these outside-of-game things
1: to get in-game stuff, I'm not a big fan of the asymmetrical experience, really. Yeah. Um, Unless it's simultaneous, like on the Wii U with the gamepad, and they implement it correctly, which they typically don't. I don't get it. Like, if I'm going to play a game, I want everything in my game to be on the game that I'm playing. I don't want to get an app and, like, this isn't what they're doing, but, like, a for instance, like, or I haven't really seen it being done, like, oh, you have a pedometer. Actually, Pokemon did this. But uh, it becomes a (laughs) pedometer. And the more you walk around, you like get more points for something on your phone, and then you upload it to the game on the server, and it registers. And I just I don't know. I think it's stupid.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how it's implemented. But the, the fact that, like, I guess, this little card game that's going to be... It's, it's going to be released for mobile devices. It's not like just on the website or whatever, which makes sense. But if it lets you earn in-game credits for Battlefront which will let you unlock weapon upgrades and things like that. It almost makes you feel compelled to do it, because if you're going to get into something like Battlefront enough to care, then you're going to have this sense that you're, like, falling behind if you're not doing everything you could to be, you know, progressing. Which I guess is really how they sort of structure these things anyway, right? That's how they get you to buy into this crap. Is like, oh, well, if you don't play our little ios card game then you know your friends are gonna be more awesome than you
1: yeah it is irritating though I'm not a big fan
0: but that that little qualm aside though i think the the game itself is shaping up to be pretty awesome so i think i'm gonna see if i can get in on the on the pc beta and, and check it out you know what you else you should get into fuck now augmenting
1: your pre-order uh, i can Fucking augment my balls. This, ah, God. Why would you want to augment your balls? You want a third ball? Anyway. uh, (laughs) Dude, bionic
0: balls, man. Think about it. Bionic.
1: Square Enix, uh, you're my favorite company of all time, has decided... (sighs) The new motto for Square Enix at this point should be, hey, at least we're not Konami. Uh, Square (laughs) Enix has announced that... Uh Deus pre-order bonuses are going on. What essentially is going on is uh if you pre-order Deus X, uh, you get to choose certain perks that go along with Deus X. And the more people that pre-order, the more tiers get unlocked and that's the more stuff you could choose and you can big deal about hey, look, you can go ahead and pick the things you want to go with your pre-order, which means you're not going to get the other things, of course, which is garbage. Uh but you get to Pick the things that go along with your pre-order, and if you get convinced enough of these suckers, I mean your buddies, to pre-order Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided, then they're going to release the game four days early. Or you can view it as if not enough people pre-order the game, they're going to be releasing it four days late. Whatever the case may be, this just speaks to the whole entire pre-order culture and how... Terrible of an idea this all is. This is, this is,
0: this is like this is literally Hitler. Like this is the Hitler of video gaming. Like I (laughs) swear to God. Okay, (sighs) I'm sure some of you are probably familiar with some more notable YouTubers like Jim Sterling, for example. Yes, who has torn into this thing on a couple of occasions now, and rightly so. And to kind of paraphrase what he had said about it, because I 100% agree is that this is probably the most cynical, like, cold, calculated, avaricious bullshit that has come out of the video game industry as of yet. Like, this, this is a new low for just how much this industry is, like, trying to milk their consumers for all they are worth. And they dress it up in a way that makes it look like they are doing you a fucking favor. And it's right. it's insulting. Like so a- as Chris was sort of saying, they've have this tiered system where the more people that pre-order the game, the more the higher tiers of content and they call it bonus content, but let's be real, this is mostly just shit that they carved out of it. Mm-hmm. to, you know, entice people to pre-order, uh, the more stuff gets unlocked. And this is, has, has anybody else like noticed that this is quite literally
1: the blueprint for a fucking pyramid scheme? Uh, not only that, and it's not, not just that. Um, I mean, it is, it's, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme, except you really don't get anything out of getting more people to you don't get like their bonuses. You are not like
0: No, but I mean you are though. I mean you you're still getting something out of it by yeah. by buying into it yourself and then turning around and harassing your friends into buying it. You are benefiting from it. It's it's basically the same exact setup. Mm-hmm. And it seems like I mean tier 1 is already unlocked, so there's clearly enough people that are just buying into this horse shit.
1: And or they just want to pre-order the game and don't give a shit about tier shit. I mean, there's that too.
0: Okay, but here's the thing: is that, and I don't expect this out of, I guess, most people because, honestly, as you just said, I, most people probably just don't fucking care. But you are you are voting with your wallet here. By, by pre-ordering this game and buying into whether you care about the whole scheme that they've constructed around this or not. If you just wanted to pre-order it because you're like, Hey, that last Deus Ex game I played was pretty fucking sweet. And this new one looks cool. I'm going to pre-order it. And you really didn't care about this construct they've put around it, it. That is largely irrelevant because you are still, you are supporting this. Like by throwing your money into this thing, you are telling Squeenix. That this is shit that is okay to do. And it's not. Like, I, I, w- I want to play this game. Like, I was actually looking forward to this because I've been a fan of the, of, of the Deus Ex series since the original, uh, future war or whatever, notwithstanding, cause that second one was crap. But apart from that, I've always liked this series and I was looking forward to this, but I will not be pre-ordering it. I will wait till it's on sale on Steam or something and I will get it that way because I I refuse to support this kind of a system. This is just,
1: it's terrible. There's not enough uh, bad things I can say about how they're doing this. The best thing I could kind of, and I'm not the first person to make this. This also came kind of like from Jim Sterling and uh, another YouTuber called the Rageaholic or Razor Fist or whatever. It's like they, they took an idea from Kickstarter and they implemented it into their pre-order system. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, this is how low this, this really is. This is a game you know is going to be made. Like, Kickstarter is understandable. Because they're, the whole entire thing is they're trying to entice you to give them more money so they can have more money to develop what they need to develop. Um, and by that, you, you do get bonuses for giving them more money to pretty much say, you know, thank you for helping us get this off the ground. We all know Deus Ex is getting off the ground. Like, this is going to happen. The, the mankind divided is going to get released and yes you're right I mean this is it, it's not extra content it's not bonus content it's locked away content and and it, it just not not only is it smacking you in the face with like taking content away from you because enough people didn't pre-order it but they're taking content away from you in the fact that you have to choose which content you want to have once they that tier happens where where where's the thought about the consumer here uh, it, it just completely smacks there, there is none there is
0: none <laughs> it's, there, there never is there never was awful pre-orders the pre-order system to begin with has never been anything about the consumer it's it's an ingenious fucking way to get people to put money down for something that they don't that isn't even released yet they'd have no idea how it's going to turn out it could be mm-hmm. awful and yet you've already given them your money now having said that you know i'm going to just say it right now because I fully recognize that I have pre-ordered things in the past and I still do on occasion very rarely. And it has to be certain things like, yes, I, I did pre-order the special edition of fallout four, but that was because the collector's edition that they've, that they put out for it is something that contained a lot of stuff that I thought was really cool. I wanted to support it and you know, barring some complete fucking disaster, I basically know that Fallout 4 is going to be a good game. Like, sure, it's going to have its quirks. They, they always do. But I'm pretty confident that I'm buying into a product that I'm going to be happy with. So in very specific circumstances, I will pre-order something. But, and, and even then, I never pre-order just like, a base copy of a game. Like it's always, if I'm going to pre-order, it's because it's a collector's edition that I actually want. Apart from that, I I don't do this at all. So I I fully recognize that some of this probably sounds a little hypocritical because I've bought into it on occasion, but, but I mean, I also do fully recognize that this whole system has nothing to do with the consumer at all. It's just a really good way for these companies to get their money ahead of time. That's all it is.
1: Well, well, I'm not. I'm not against pre-ordering, in general. I'm not against pre-ordering. Um, I have two games I've I'm, I've pre-ordered right now in, in Xenoblade Chronicles X and uh, Shovel Knight mm-hmm. that I pre-ordered. Um, I pre-ordered a lot of games for the Wii. Like uh, I pre-ordered The Last Story. I pre-ordered uh, Xenoblade Chronicles back then. I pre-ordered uh, well, pretty much Operation Rainfall games. I pre-ordered most um, because I knew those games were going to were probably going to be in short quantity um just because of the the, you know the interest that was being gauged by it you know not a lot was being said outside a very small community so I made I want to make sure that you know I got them uh when they came out and I understand for the most part you can buy these games as soon as they come out anyway. I just wanted to make sure I had my copy. But the real reason I I do pre-orders is because I'm gonna buy the game down the line uh, regardless. I'm not too concerned about reviews. And it's kind of like almost like a layaway for me. So instead of having to go spend uh, $60 in that game when it comes out, I can spend, you know, 6 months out, I can spend $5 to pre-order it and then every couple of weeks I put a 10 another $10 down and another $10 down. So when it finally comes out, I don't got to pay any money up front at that point anymore. I can just take the game home and play it. Sure. Uh, and that's that's why I pre-order games. Um, and I'm not I'm not against pre-orders either just because, you know, you can do that. I think the majority of people who pre-order games anyway are going to be the kind of people who buy that day one, regardless. Regardless, and they're just trying to get that payment out of the way. and know that, of course. You know they go into the store, they have a copy, even though there's going to be a copy there, whether or not they pre-order it. But it's one less thing they have to worry about. Is am I going? If I have the money to buy this now, can I buy it and then get it when it comes out? Uh, I think that's mostly the concern. Uh, the thing I don't like about where pre-order culture is now is that. There's no reason to throw in a lot of these extras um, or or carve things off from people. Extras are fine, I think, because again, I mean, the people who pre-order games are usually big fans of that series or of that content and giving them a little bit extra for, for putting in money for it. Like when Working Designs used to do it like the Lunar games or some of the games they had coming out. You pre-order the game, you get a nice little bonus for for fans of the games. And I think that was cool. I, I don't have anything against that, but when they start doing like content, digital content, and when content is different based on where you pre-order it at, and it's digital and it's part of the game, and it takes, it's part of the experience that you're doing, it's just complete rubbish. Um, it, it hurts the consumer. Uh, it hurts, uh, I think, the credibility of the of the of the developer and the publisher. And it's a, it's it's terrible. I mean, it's you look at Deus Ex, and it's like this tier system there's content looking at you right in the face, content that could just be in the game and they're holding it back from you because they could potentially hold this back from you because enough of your buddies didn't pre-order this game. And that's, that's awful. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't know if you've seen anything
0: in addition to this. I don't think there has been, but one of the other parts of this whole pre-ordered thing that I completely disagree with, as you sort of just mentioned was retailer specific content that just pisses me off to no end and it's been progressively getting worse like uh, the first thing that comes to mind is the assassin's creed series as much as i've liked those games for the most part those just kept getting worse and worse with the number of skews for one fucking game like You would have so many different versions of the game that people were actually making spreadsheets so you could figure out which content was from which retailer. Watch Dogs was like that, too. Yeah, that is insane. Now, I don't believe this game is really doing that because, let's be real, I think they've done enough damage here already. But uh, that's another one of those caveats with that, that I I won't pre-order something that has those retailer-specific things. And again, Fallout did not. It you know, it's here. You want a collector's edition, Freaking pre-order it from wherever you want to pre-order it, be done with it. Great. Awesome. That's all I want. And, and I'm looking at the content that they have in these tiers for, for the Deus Ex pre-order. So they have a digital art book and a soundtrack. They have, okay. Which this is one, one or the other, by the way. It, oh, yeah. Oh, is that it? Your pick one or the other? One or the other. You don't get both. Cool. Great. Awesome. So yeah. you don't get both um tier three is an extra actual in-game mission which is complete bullshit so they have actually carved out a-, a mission in the game that you may if not enough people pre-order this game well too fucking bad that content just goes away because you're not going to get it either that or they're going to just throw it in as like a dlc and charge you more for it later anyway i would yeah not. that's probably that's what they're going to yeah do. I, would I would not put it past them to do that but tier four you have to choose between a digital comic book or a novella and then tier five is the quote-unquote early release by four days but point being is that everything in these tiers with the exception of the early release are all things that could have either been in the game like the mission or Mm -hmm. more to the point could have been things that could have been included in just a standard like collector's edition of the game I've never had a problem with that. Like, If you want the standard edition of the game that comes with all of the game content and no frills, you can do that. If you like the game series or the developer or whatever enough to plunk down the extra money for a collector's edition, then you could get the other shit like an art book and a soundtrack and et cetera, et cetera. Those were all things that you could just choose to get if you wanted to. And instead, they've turned around and locked it behind this bullshit pyramid scheme system. And uh, as a lot of the people on YouTube and things have already been saying, if you haven't heard it already, and I'm, I'm gonna guess that Chris is gonna agree with me here on this. Do not pre-order this fucking game. No, it doesn't matter how do much it. you like Deus Ex. I love the series, but I will not be pre-ordering this. And I urge anybody listening this to this to not pre-order this game. Do not give Square Enix your money which is telling them that this is an okay thing to do because they will keep doing this kind of shit in the future if enough people buy into it
1: and it's yeah I mean, this is, this is terrible Now to of the I will say two of these things I guess like the the, the soundtrack and the comic book or, or the digital the, the stuff outside of it that's fine for pre-order bonuses, right? what does they got here uh, the digital art book uh, the OST sampler, the comic book and the novella, that, that's fine for pre-order stuff. The extra missions and like the covert agent packs that they got for it, that that that's garbage. That should not be part of a pre-order pack. That should definitely not. Just because you pre-ordered it, it you get to, to benefit for it, but you still get locked out. It's bad. Do not pre-order this game. There's, they're keeping things from you that they could put it, like Shane said, is in a collector's edition. Stay far, far away from this. Let the dumpster fire... Settle down first, wait until it goes down in price, and then show square uh, the power of your wallet, yeah, and, and avoid it seriously, like if you really want to play
0: this game, just wait till it goes on sale. <laughs> like give it, give it like six months or less, and you're gonna be able to pick it up for way cheaper and also not have to buy into all of this horse shit. Just save yourself the trouble
1: speaking about uh, a lot of hate from the video game community, there Jimmy Kimmel came out and Pretty much uh, lambasted Let's Players. He said, uh, to the effect of, why would I watch people playing video games? That's like saying if I were to eat food, I would have someone eat food for me. He, he didn't, uh, did I say that right? I think it probably came out weird. Um, uh, I mean, it was, that was basically the gist of it. Yeah. Um, just completely going after, uh, uh, let's players, especially when they were addressing YouTube gaming and it was just part of his like monologue skit. It wasn't like necessarily a slam. Uh, the reason this is any deal at all, because I really don't think there should be a deal. I don't get why it's a deal, but the YouTube community, a lot of the gamers that watch these let's plays, uh, a lot of the people that, that, that have gaming as a hobby have pretty much gone after Jimmy Kimmel and attacked him. And told him what a terrible person he is, <laughs> and like gave him death threats towards him and his family and everything like that. Uh just completely overreacted, which of course is something gamers never ever do. No, of course not. Uh, when they when they hear something they don't agree with. Yeah, it's 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 just a really weird story. I think it it shows how YouTubers not not so much YouTubers, but just people on YouTube, people in in into gaming nowadays, how just overly sensitive and and. And butthurt they can be just because you know you, you don't agree with something you you don't agree with uh, someone's opinion on something you you automatically they're a bad person and they need to be threatened and you need to attack them I I don't get this I I just don't
0: No. and I mean there's so there's a couple of things about this the first one being that this is representing you know the 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 gaming culture I suppose if you want to call it in. A terrible light, uh, yeah. because uh, as with any group of people, the, you know, the vocal minority is always going to, unfortunately, set the standard, I guess, for how other people on the outside sort of view the group as a whole. Um right. So that is not helping us at all. Uh, I, I certainly don't agree with the reaction. I think it was unnecessary. But on the other hand, I also think that the comments made by my Mr. Kimmel were... Um, Perhaps a little out of touch. Uh, not a little, very out of touch. Uh, mostly because, I mean, one of the very, one of the easiest and most succinct ways that I've seen someone sort of put this into perspective since this happened was very simply comparing it to sports. He's saying, why would I watch someone play a video game when I could do it myself? Where you could then turn around and say, "Well, why are you watching someone play football on TV when you could go outside mm, and do, do, it, it do it yourself?"
1: You know, it's and it's it's a very good equation. Um, I I I, I kind of see that point. I've tried to, I've tried to kind of justify it in my head because someone who watches, uh, professional sports but does not watch this, uh let's plays, um, I don't really feel the same way Mr. Kimmel does. Uh, I just. Let's Plays aren't really my thing. But um, I was trying to think of it in that aspect and trying to think of it's different because people say it's different. I'm trying to think to myself, well, how is it different? How is watching uh, the NFL on TV and not going outside and playing football any different than watching someone playing games on TV when you can just turn around and play that game? Uh, I I gener- genuinely do not really see a difference between the two. I think it's a really valid point.
0: Well, because here's the thing, like, and this is purely speaking from a personal perspective i I certainly don't profess to talk for everyone but for me at least when i watch you know let's play series on on youtube or something well a it's usually on like a second screen on my computer while i'm doing something else so it's not like my full attention is on it it's it's more of like background than anything but a big draw for me is if there is a and this is a very important distinction there is a very clear difference between a good Let's Player or or Let's Player group and and a bad one. <laughs> and usually the difference there is the actual person. It doesn't have anything to do with how well they play the game. It's how engaging and charismatic the actual player is. Because I think the large portion of what draws people to watching Let's Play videos is the personalities behind it not so much the gameplay itself. Uh, and I think that could, to a certain degree, can also kind of be said for some sports where, you know, it, let's I mean, let's be honest, it'd be a little weird to watch like a football or a hockey game with no commentary. Like that's that's a big portion of it is you are not only watching the game being played, but you are also getting color commentary to keep you entertained and informed. In addition to the game itself, which is very similar to a let's player, you know,
1: if it's a good kind of kind of off topic though, sometimes I watch these things on TV, and sometimes the audio track for the commentators goes out, mm-hmm. and I actually I love watching it like that.
0: Oh, like a football so, game
1: or something? Yeah, to hear like the crowd and, and 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 um and and like hear all the sounds on the field, but not hear the commentators. Mm-hmm. When that happens, sometimes I, it hasn't happened in a while, but when I when that used to happen, I used to love that. Hmm. Because then it feels like you're kind of in the stadium, but you get the the TV perspective. So like you're in like a real good seat, no matter what, and uh, just the sounds of of the game. I, I I love that. Like the commentary, I hate the fucking commentary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, okay, so you don't <laughs> agree with my point at all. That's fine. No, but I understand it. I do understand your point. Some people love the commentators, uh, like John Madden. A very charismatic uh, personality who never made a lot of sense. Uh, and that's, that's
0: why we loved him.
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, but like him and Pat Summerall made a really, like a really good team uh, on there and that they could keep you entertained in addition to what was going on with the game. And there's other commentators, of course. I'm not going to go through all of them. But uh, there's commentators, like you said, of the game that people get into. They have a bunch of trivia they think it provide It provides entertainment on top of the entertainment. And YouTube, yes, that is YouTube gaming. Let's players. That is that is different because the game you're watching is is being played, but the commentator is controlling the the action. Usually, what is going on on the screen, and of course, it's uh, esports or competitive gaming. Sure, that's that's when it's it's separate.
0: Uh, yeah, just to to sort of circle back on this one, I, I think. Both sides were not necessarily in the right. Um, gamers need to chill the fuck out because every time you guys get super butt hurt and send death threats to people for stupid shit,
1: it makes the rest of us look bad and we don't appreciate it. Yeah, and, and not just not gamers, but the, the the minority of you. Uh well that. Well, yeah. I mean, listen,
0: if you're a gamer and you've never done that, then I'm clearly not talking to you. You're you, are, which is most of you. Yeah, you are in the majority of people that just like playing games. Like the yeah. the the vocal minority is the one that kind of ruins it for for everybody else. And I don't I don't know how it happened because I haven't really had a chance to look at it, but I did see that. um Jimmy Kimmel actually had Markiplier on his show to talk about uh, YouTube gaming and Let's Players recently. So I'm not sure if that was like a like a peace offering on on Jimmy's behalf to be like, hey,
1: he doesn't he shouldn't really care. I mean, these 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 assholes, they're flame spraying him with death threats. I mean, in many ways, as a comedian, he can I think he even has as turned around and used it as part of his show. For how just asinine and completely stupid these people can be.
0: No, oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just I, I remember I saw that he was on there, and I, like I said, I I haven't really looked into it. I didn't see the show or how it went or anything like that. But it, it was just interesting that that took place like right after this whole little kerfuffle. So um, I'm I'm assuming most, it's related in some way.
1: I just thought most of the people that are shooting attacks his way have not graduated high school yet. Um, because if these are grown people, uh, there's there's definitely uh, some problems with that minority. I mean, if you're a grown person, if you're 25, 30, 35 years old, and you're sending death threats to somebody because he doesn't like your hobby. You, you have some serious social problems I'm sorry
0: I mean, uh, you, you you are the ones that are perpetuating the the gamer in mom's basement stereotype yes you're
1: and I'm not helping I, I really hope that you're not breeding
0: <laughs> I mean let's let's be real they're they're not
1: I certainly hope so <laughs> I really hope so of course you know to th- keep your hobby I mean we, we make a podcast of it be very passionate please don't send don't send death threats yeah I mean to people you know
0: we're gonna like totally bash on you and shit but like no but you know keep keep supporting us thanks like like (laughs) like comment and subscribe okay thanks uh but speaking of things that should never breed godzilla and king kong my god oh yes yeah so uh news has come out recently that uh two of cinema's most famous and girthy monsters (laughs) Mm -hmm. are are coming together or and may actually be uh be headed to a showdown to end all showdowns. Now I know this has been done before, I think actually like way back in the day, but, uh, but legendary pictures, which are the producers of the upcoming reboot of King Kong called Skull Island is in the process of moving their property from universal to Warner, who are the ones that distributed Godzilla. So uh, this deal reportedly is being made specifically to bring both of these movie properties under the same roof which anyone could sort of surmise means that there's probably going to be a uh, a Godzilla versus King Kong film sometime in our near future
1: well there was a the, the the original one that you're thinking about was uh 1962 it was uh made in Japan King Kong versus Godzilla mm-hmm. a very original title they uh <laughs> This is this is something I'm thinking about. Actually, I had a friend with a a discussion with a couple of friends earlier today about this. Uh, I was over at their place. They were saying they were talking about this, and the first thought that came to mind is this is going to be so terrible. It's going to be great. (laughs) Uh, That's the only thing I could think of is I cannot foresee this being good at all. This is going to be awful. This is going to be. This is going to eclipse Sharknado. This is something that needs to be on <laughs> sci-fi, but the properties are so big they they can't put it on sci-fi just because it's going to cost too much money to make. So it's going to be the campiest and they have to do it this way. They they have to know this going into it that this has to be the campiest most B-movie experience of all time or it's not going to be worth making. It needs to be awful. It needs to be terrible. It needs to be humorous. I really hope they don't try and make it like uh, the Godzilla movie that just came out, that was so mopey and depressing. And um, I don't know, I, I I didn't care much for it. I like the Godzilla parts, but for like it focused way too much on the people. Yeah, if it actually cry, did have a
0: very like yeah. weird focus on. Well, actually, mostly on that that one that one soldier guy there. Yeah,
1: who I can't remember now. No. <laughs> And if they try doing that in a King Kong versus Godzilla movie, no, it's just going to be bad and bad. Boring and bad and bad. Uh, this needs to be... Also bad. Yes. This needs to have terrible acting. Uh, this needs to have uh, the old, like, the Japanese language mouth speaking with English dub. Uh, this, this... It needs to have this. So what
0: you're saying is this needs to be,
1: like, the kung fu hustle of monster movies. Yes. <laughs> and... These, these need to be obvious people in suits oh or it, or it's not going, no, or I will not, I will not appreciate it. This needs to be awful. A whole entire different level of awful.
0: Well, I mean, I can guarantee you that they're not going to do that, but no, you they can, won't. you can dream. That's fine.
1: Like they could do something like, uh, you ever play any of the, uh, Earth Defense Force games? You know, actually I haven't. It doesn't take itself seriously at all. And that's what I'd want out of that. King Kong, you like he starts pounding his chest and just like a Power Rangers type zoom in, like he's like ah, oh, it just zooms in on King Kong, and then you see kind of Godzilla just kind of waddle around like he did when he was in the old suit, and and do a scream and start shooting fire, and they start fighting in New York, and then for no reason they're in Tokyo. It doesn't really <laughs> explain it, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like a-
0: a- apart from going gung ho into the let's have rubber suits and you know shitty voice acting direction that you're suggesting I think it's going to be pretty difficult to to actually well, like make something decent
1: out of it be honest with me what would you what would you be more interested in seeing i'm not going to ask you what's the better movie but what would you be more interested in seeing the the Zack Snyder dark Batman v Superman or a lighthearted campy Donkey Kong no not Donkey Kong <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> yes Donkey Kong uh, versus King- Bowser <laughs> Yes. Uh King Kong versus Godzilla with a, a, a cameo from the Power Rangers and it's campy as hell. Which one would you be more interested in seeing?
0: Oh, I mean, the the campy one, like hands down, like it, it, that would be far more entertaining than anything that's going to be like grim, dark, really realistic, gritty reboot territory, like for sure.
1: Yes. Um There you go. There you go. King Kong versus Godzilla. Better than Batman v. Superman.
0: With,
1: <laughs> you heard it confirmed here.
0: As long as the Power uh, Rangers are involved. I think that's really, that's that's the icing on the cake there. That would
1: be the icing Original on Power the Original Power Rangers. I don't want any of this other bullshit. I, I want the originals. All right, well, that's the news for the week. The major topics we wanted to discuss and spend a little bit more time in. But, as customary now, we are going to be going into our shorter bite-sized stories. We're just going to briefly cover it in the section that we call The Flight.
0: story up on the docket, um, which should be prefaced, as always, with fuck Konami, because fuck, them. Because fuck Konami. Uh, they have posted <clears throat> a, a known bug with uh, Metal Gear Solid V, the Phantom Pain, saying that there is a possibility that the game will stop progress completely if you have Quiet as your buddy while playing Mission 29 or Mission 42. Their solution to the problem is... Don't use Quiet as a buddy
1: for Mission 29 or Mission 42. Hmm, sounds like they should have given Kojima a little more time to fix that game. Eh, Konami? Hey, while you're at it, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) The next story coming out for the flight is Dark Souls release date has been released for Japan for March 24th, 2016. So there you go, now it's not a yearly release, I don't think.
0: Yeah, we don't have a worldwide release date yet. This is strictly for Japan, but this essentially just sort of gives everybody an idea of roughly the time frame when you're going to be seeing this drop. And I think for all in, intents and purposes, it, it, it basically is a yearly release. Like th- this thing is getting annualized. We talked about it before. It's, it is what it is, but uh, I, for what it's worth, what I've seen from, uh, you know, cons and stuff and expos so far, I mean, it looks like it's shaping up to be a really good dark souls game so if you're into that style of gameplay then this will probably be right up your alley speaking of uh, specific gameplay styles and things like that uh gary's mod 2 is currently in development however the creator gary uh newman himself uh wishes for you to actually don't call it gary's mod 2 because he won't um it will have vr support But uh, I don't know. Have you messed around with this ever, Chris? Because I'm actually probably one of the few people that's pretty into PC gaming that has never even touched this. I've heard about Gary's mod, but I have no idea what it is. It was kind of, from what I understand, like a souped up Windows movie maker kind of deal. Where you could basically make literally anything you wanted, like within it. So it got really popular. Um, it still is. And so a lot of people that are into it are hyped for this second one. Um, but we actually don't know what it's going
1: to be called yet since it's not mm. Gary's Mod 2, but it remains to be seen. My take on it is good for it. I hope the fans will enjoy it. Yes. Have fun. All right. Xenoblade Chronicles X limited edition has been announced. Uh, this bundle has been announced as someone who has already pre-ordered Xenoblade Chronicles X. I'm looking at it, it has some interesting things. It has like this USB, I guess, memory card that comes with it, it as a uh, interesting looking art book, which is something that uh, I'm actually interested in having the art book from the original Xenoblade Chronicles from GameStop pre-order. And uh, the USB also comes with uh, parts of 10 tracks off the game's soundtrack. It's going to be an additional $30 over than what it usually costs. Um, I don't know if it's worth $30 more, but hey, uh, I think this is the go-to game of the year for your Wii U. So if you're looking for something that is going to be really cool, a nice little set piece, go ahead and uh, pre-order it. I think I might actually upgrade my pre-order copy for it and uh, move, in, move that direction.
0: Yeah, I uh, I will not. <laughs> I, I I think I'm I'm interested in the game for sure because a, a having some decent titles for my Wii U is always always a bonus. Um, but you're right in that I don't think that I I don't think this justifies the price increase. Like it's a USB and an art book basically. Like there's there's a couple other little things like an art card that comes with it, but I, I don't think this is 30 bucks extra worth of content. Like I've seen no. much more impressive special editions than this. Uh, Speaking of things that... uh, Well, actually, this one you don't have to pay money for now, so uh, you got that going for you. Wildstar, the uh, MMORPG, uh, is going free-to-play, which is a surprise move to approximately no one. Um, Just as basically every other game except for World of Warcraft at this point has gone this direction... Um, The release date for the new business model for Wildstar has been uh, revealed, which is going to be September 29th, so relatively soon. Uh, It's coming in conjunction with what is essentially the biggest update to the game ever, uh, with a lot of new content. Uh, They're revamping the loot and stat system, and a lot of quality of life improvements. Um, I actually played the Wildstar beta, and the art style was cool. I liked it. It was very reminiscent of Warcraft, though, which kind of threw me off a little bit because it almost felt a little copycatty. Um, the gameplay itself, honestly, wasn't really anything to write home about. Um, I mean, the active system was pretty cool with the dodging and rolling and stuff, but I feel like it wasn't enough to justify getting absorbed into another MMO. But now that it's free to play, who knows? Maybe I'll Go take a peek at it again. Much
1: like the other story, Gary's Mod. I've never touched this game. I mean, I've heard of this one a little bit more. It's supposed to be a better MMO. Uh, usually when you're going free-to-play at this point, that means that you're not getting the subscribers you wanted to get. That means probably that your user base is starting to fade, if not already faded. Uh, they're trying to get what they can to get into this. Look, I always hope people... Uh, it's supposed to be an actually pretty good game. I hope people get on here. I hope they uh, you know keep this game afloat, keep that user base uh, going, and keep people playing it, but... Hey, I, I think this is more of a sign of uh, Wildstar is on its last ropes. And probably in a couple of years, it'll be nothing more than a memory.
0: One more thing, just quickly to note about this, too. Um, part of the comments in the news story that we pulled up for this had some actually useful information for once. Surprising, I know. Cool. Uh, yeah, if you're interested enough in Wildstar that you want to drop like 10 bucks on it, You can actually pick up a copy, a box copy of the game for about $10 at GameStop, which will give you the veteran status once free to play happens. Which means that you get a lot of bonus content that you wouldn't otherwise get if you just went in as a free user. Again, if you're interested enough to drop ten bucks on it, you'll actually get a pretty good deal
1: out of it. So keep that in mind. All right, next coming up is StarCraft Two is going to be releasing its final chapter. I didn't even know that StarCraft Two was still releasing chapters. Yes, uh, this will be coming out on November 10th. Uh, it feels like StarCraft Two came out forever ago. It did. I I'm <laughs> very much surprised that. This is still happening, but this is a Blizzard game, and this is what Blizzard does. They drag their IPs out forever. It's crazy. It's Yeah,
0: I mean, it's been a while, but this was always the the setup from the get-go. They, from the very beginning, had said that the game was going to be released in chapters basically like this so it was always going to be split up into into three parts it i feel like it maybe took a little bit longer than some people hoped but uh we kind of always knew that this was going to be the case but uh in 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 expanded expanded (laughs) content news uh the free and long-awaited shovel knight uh dlc is finally coming uh this week as a matter of fact So the Plague of Shadows DLC uh, for the game is going to be out on September 17th for all the platforms that the game has been released on, which at this point is pretty much everything. Yes, everything. And for those of you that aren't familiar, you're going to be able to play as the Plague Knight, which was one of the main boss characters in the original uh, plot of the game. And uh, they've done a pretty dramatic overhaul on a, on the way that the game is played, tailored specifically to the Plague Knight and, and how he controls with like new, new basically everything. So I'm actually looking forward to this because I played through Shovel Knight in its entirety on my 3DS and I loved it and... So um, this will actually be one of those things that I'm
1: actually looking forward to getting back into and see what they're adding. Yeah, this this free DLC. Uh, the thing I like most about it is that they're giving you this DLC for free, mm-hmm. uh, going staying with the fans, uh, sticking with those, being a smaller developer, being tried and true the people that supported them and made them the game that it is. Uh, it shows me that Yacht Club Games is a fantastic developer. Good for them. I like it. Mega Man live-action movie is in development. At least that's the word that's going around by 20th Century Fox. I'm looking at this and can think of nothing short of complete abomination and disaster. I have a feeling this is going to go the way of that live-action Dragon Ball movie. As (laughs) probably, if there is a video game I could think of that should not be a live-action movie, that would probably be Mega Man, considering that is stemmed from an anime named Cashin anyway. I I cannot in any way imagine a live-action Mega Man
0: movie being... I mean, okay, look at it this way. The only way that I could see this even being remotely tolerable is if it takes the same route that you were just talking about with the Godzilla versus King Kong. Like, unless they're gonna be like completely self-aware and, and campy, there is no way this is gonna be good. Like, look at the design of Mega Man as a character. Now, get that in your head and try to imagine an actual man dressed like that. (laughs)
1: Hey, hey! You know that you know what would make this a perfect movie. Mm. Your favorite actor, Channing Tatum, Mega Man.
0: There you go, Channing Tatum. There you go, perfect. As confirmed, Mega Man confirmed here. <laughs> you, I am. I am fueled by nothing but hate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. I, I don't. I just see this as being just a complete. Flaming pile of garbage. Like it's not like Hollywood has a good track record with video game movies in the first place, and this just seems like a horrible idea from the get go. But you know, hey, I mean, uh, why not, right? Like we've already ruined enough beloved uh, IPs. Why not? Uh, why not? You know, besmirch this one as well while we're at it. Sure, and have you a ball direct it? Yeah, fuck it, man. I mean, he'll he'll fight people. He doesn't give
1: a shit. <laughs> Well, I think that's that's it for today's episode, episode twelve of the Retro Hangover po- podcast. Uh been my absolute pleasure to be here. Uh been like I said, getting these things in with as busy as a schedule as I got, is an absolute honor. And uh just wanna thank Shane for, for keeping this, this boat going and keeping it afloat. I'm looking forward to getting back in and then putting my weight into it like I was before uh my fun began. <laughs> hey man, that's it's fine. Uh I, I do what I do. But,
0: uh, yeah, no, um, and and as you guys are, you know, as we've mentioned, um, I won't say that these are going to be these episodes are shorter than expected, because truth be told, we actually kind of want to get our episodes, even with the main topic discussion, down to right around how long these are turning out to be. So that's going to be on us to sort of uh, streamline and and sexify things a little bit just to sexify. That's right. You heard me. Um, we want to be svelte and, uh, and lithe perhaps, but, uh, if we can get it down consistently to about somewhere in the neighborhood of an hour, an hour and a half, I think we'll be happy with it. Um, cause after that, it just, it gets a little long in the tooth and, uh, you know, maybe the guy that does uh, the editing on the show doesn't want to spend like six hours editing a podcast, you know, maybe, <laughs> But uh Maybe he does and he enjoys it. Uh, I mean that I mean it could be that. It I mean it's it's probably not. But it could be. Probably it could not. be. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, Like we said, we may not have the main topic discussion again next week, but certainly very soon. Um, But until then, we always appreciate you guys sticking with us. And if you ever have anything that you'd like to say, there are many ways to get in touch with us. Um, You can check us out on on Facebook, if you haven't already, at uh, facebook.com slash retrohangover. Um, You can shoot us an email at uh, podcast at retrohangover.com or if you are one of those folks that are uh, inclined to tweet on occasion, you can tweet us on Sexify us on Twitter on, on the tweeters at I believe the handle is at Retro Hangover. I always somehow forget that. I don't know why. Um, and or you can just do uh, one of the old-fashioned ways and just go on our website and uh, leave us a comment or something. You, know, you can do that too. Join, like it. join in on the sea of bots that are trying to sell Viagra and off-brand Cialis.
1: And nothing nothing makes me feel as good as a, as a nice old-fashioned. So. <laughs> and with that,
0: very- <laughs> we're going to wrap this one up. So until next time, <laughs> you stay classy, San Diego.
1: Happy game.